Welcome to My Illness and Me with me, Harry. Okay, so I wanted to just come and chat to you today about why I actually created this podcast in the first place. And if you watch back to the first episode, you'll know that um, I've wanted to do a podcast for ages and just haven't managed to basically find the mental capacity to be able to get it organised, get all the guest speakers, talk about, work out what I'm going to talk about, sort out the topics and get everything together. And I think the reason why that was happening is because there is something much more prevalent that's happening in my life at the moment and that is trying to navigate day-to-day life with an illness where you don't know what you have how long you have left how ill you're going to get if you're ever going to get better and I I guess I just wanted an output for that. <laughs> I had a a chat with a beautiful human that I know recently who basically just told me to just get on and do it. And I ran out of excuses. Um, but it's not just that. I think it's knowing that whatever happens that if for any reason there is no tomorrow for me that (laughs) I've left something behind like I've left a a voice note I've left an audio for my friends for my family to listen to and replay if they need to or just remember the parts of my story and if you're going through a chronic illness, a terminal illness, chronic disease, then maybe some of this will resonate with you too. Just that, you know, I last year I came to that realisation that there might not be a tomorrow. And I, I wrote goodbye letters. I, I now kind of feel at peace with the fact that I might not make it to next week or I might not make it to next year. And it totally transforms the way that you see life in terms of the fact that you're not thinking anymore about when I get to 50 or when I get to to 60 or what am I doing for my next birthday or when's the next big milestone. You think about the little things that I know everyone says oh, you take it for granted, but we do. Like, especially for me, because I had an issue with my breathing, with my lungs, we can learn to adapt when we hurt ourselves or when we cut ourselves. But when you don't have a breath anymore, like, that... (laughs) You can't live without a breath, okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I all I've tried it. <laughs> you have to be able to breathe. 
And there were so many nights when I fell asleep thinking, I cried myself to sleep, just thinking I'm I'm not going to make it till tomorrow because I was just so poorly and the medication wasn't working or at that point I wasn't even on really any medication. And I just kept thinking, I'm going to miss out on so much. So my life changed in terms of I thought about what I was doing every day. So I don't wait for this, um, you know, big moment anymore, this big milestone. I'll find bits of joy or I'll find some gratitude or I'll find some rest or I'll find some ease or I'll find some laughter or whatever it is that I'm I'm seeking out that day, the thing that I feel like I need that day, I will go looking for it. And I often find myself in reflection where I'm doing something really mundane. So I might be, I don't know, when I went back to England, I was sat watching the TV and my sister was there and my my little nephew was there. And I just thought, it's so nice to just be in this room with them, just having a cup of coffee or whatever and just chatting about general rubbish. Um... But just to be in that moment, I totally soaked up that moment. And when life's just ticking by, we just think, oh, well, yeah, it was just the whatever, it was just a day. But when you don't know if there's a tomorrow, that moment is the most precious moment of like your entire life. Because <laughs> you just remember every sight, every sound, every feeling every and you're so present in it that you're and you're conscious that you're present in it too and so you really get to soak up that joy and then also on the flip side you also think I really want more of that please (laughs) um and you can find that you do feel sad you feel sad and you feel lonely because Other people are obviously experiencing it with you, but they're going through it with you. And it's, maybe I'll discuss this in a later episode, I'm not sure, but it's very, like, it's very British and very, like, stiff upper lip to be like, oh, how are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? And, or like, oh, not too good, because, you know, I've got something wrong with me. And... I know, at least from my experience, with a lot of my long-term friends, it was like, okay, yeah, you've got like a chest infection, like cold thing, okay, but when are you getting better? And like, as time went on, like, they kind of accept that you're ill for like a couple of weeks, or maybe a month, But when you're, you know, a year into it and you're still getting the the brain fog, you're still getting the fatigue, you still can't manage to hold a conversation for very long. You get mentally exhausted by them talking to you so you don't actually have the capacity to respond. That's when you start to notice that they're not like you and their lives are moving on and you don't know whether you're ever going to be part of it because you're ever going to get better again or whether, like, this is it and you're basically just on your own. 
and even with your partner, again, might not be for all of you. <laughs> and I'd love you to ex- share your experiences with me if you feel happy to or if you feel that you want to. Um, but I found that because, especially in my case, my partner then took on a caring role for me, it totally changes the dynamic of your relationship. So whereas before it was like all nice and cute and maybe had arguments, but you had like your own things that you did and things you did together, you then reach a point where they're taking you, you know, mine was pushing me around in a wheelchair everywhere because I couldn't walk. Mine was helping me to clean my teeth, helping me to shower, like showering me, <laughs> like washing me, brushing my hair, um, helping me get dressed. Like these are kind of basic things that you always want to be able to do for yourself. And then all of a sudden you can't do them. And on the days that you feel slightly better, you want to obviously push to do more. But then on your worst days you just pray that they'll still stick around and that they still love you and that they haven't been put off too much because no one's loving them you don't have the capacity to do that you don't have the the voice the expression the you know you're not able to get out of bed so you're definitely not going to be able to you know go and hug them and help them and um and tell you tell them how much you appreciate them because you can't even move or you sleep for days on end or so this was the main reason why I wanted to do this one so that hopefully later on especially when I have guests there'll be these little pockets of voice notes and memories that we'll have that we'll share that our family members and our friends can share and come back to if there is no tomorrow or if we want to come back and just say look this is where I was and this is where I've got to now and kind of come along this journey together but also just to remind people that they're not on their own so on those days where I'm crying and I'm thinking I'm so lonely even in a room full of people but they just don't get it. They don't get that I'm up till five o'clock in the morning because my brain is just super active or they don't get it when I'm still asleep at three, four o'clock in the afternoon because my body just can't function. Or they don't get it when I say that I can come out but I won't be able to walk uphill or I won't be able to walk up steps or I need to be in a wheelchair or... And that life has changed for me and it's I'm not that person that I was before because... I'm trying to survive, I'm trying to stay alive. And so I want it to be this, (laughs) this all encompassing, basically a virtual hug to anybody that's either living with an illness or supporting someone with an illness. For those that are going through something right now, I see you, I hear you. I'm sending you the biggest, squishiest hug. And for those that are supporting somebody who's going through something, I just want you to know that they haven't forgot you. They do love you. <laughs> this oh, It's actually making me cry. But 
they do love you and they do appreciate all the things that you're doing for them, even on the days when they can't express it or they get mad or they feel they're in so much pain that they take it out on you because you're the closest thing to them. And so I just want you to know that... <laughs> I can't believe I'm crying. I just want you to know that they do love you. And just thanks for being there and thanks for sticking it through because I get that it's t- it is tough. It is really tough. And for neither side is it easy. For the people that are going through it, it's a lot to take on. And for the people that are supporting someone through it, it's a lot to take on. Um, so, yeah, just sending everyone the biggest, <laughs> squishiest hug. Maybe for me too, I'm not quite sure. Um, but, yeah, this is exactly why... I've put this together and if you have a story to share from either side then please get in contact with me um and and yeah I, I hope you stick around a while and I'll see you for the next episode bye